Hello, and thank you for downloading this podcast. Unfortunately, we had some technical problems with this episode. In fact, considering how awful it sounds, we considered just dumping it and moving on. However, here it is, and I apologise that my sound is all messed up, and I feel worse that you can hear Paul perfectly. But don't worry, we fixed the problems, and our next episode will have better sound quality. And the jokes? Well, they'll just be as bad. There's no technology that can fix that. Hi, and welcome to a new series of Retrospection. My name's Colin, and my ghast has been truly flabbered. And I'm Paul, and you can use my sprinkler anytime. Together, we review, Gus, and occasionally, occasionally about an old TV show or film. In this episode, we're taking a look at Carry On Up The Jungle from 1970, the 19th outing for the Carry On cast. Yeah, it feels like it as well, doesn't it? Oh, yes, it does indeed. <laughs> and if you want to know more about the Carry On films, then download our podcast number 12, in which we spent time with Carry On Behind and explain what the whole series is about. Yeah, so we don't want to do that again, do we? No, not really. No, it's deja vu, almost. And there's not really much explanation you can you can do, really, is there? Oh, I think we, we managed quite <laughs> Well, you know, you give us time, we, we, I'm sure we can pull that string on anything, really, can't we? That is true. I've seen you yeah. do some serious string pulling. I bet you have. Yeah. Yeah, hang on a minute, what? <laughs> this one stars Sid James as Bill Boozy. It's funny, I just said that I'm watching you drink a beer. Well, I knew I knew you were doing the talking bit, so I thought you don't need me for this. So. Okay, Charles Hodges, Walter Bagley, also also not King Tonka. Oh, King no, Tonka. No miming for that one. Okay. But what? Miming? We mimed the beer drinking for Bill Boozy, but nothing for Tonka. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't know what to do. What What could I do for that? That's true. You wouldn't. Joan Sims as Lady Evelyn Bagley. Kenneth Connors, Claude Chumley. Bernard Breslau is upsa-daisy, and I guess we're going to have a discussion about that one. Yeah, it's a bit of a touchy one, that, isn't it? Yeah. We get into why when we get there, but... Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Terry Scott's Ugg, the Jungle Boy, also known as Cecil Bagley, and mm-hmm. the gorgeous Jackie Piper as June. You like her a bit, don't you? A little bit. And the equally splendid Valerie Leon as leader. Oh, no, I like her, yeah. Finally, we have Frankie Howard as Professor Inigo Tinkle in his second and last appearance in the Carry On series, which I find surprising there was only two. Yeah, he could have done more, couldn't he? I mean, he fits right in with the cast. Yeah, yeah, he just slips right in there. Oh, is that what we're going to (laughs) do? Are we going to do that, are we? (laughs) I wonder which one of us was going to be the first. Don't spit your drink out. Well, I don't, uh, I don't like being sloppy seconds. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to. I thought you were going to say you, you don't. You don't spit. You swallow. Right, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> but in this cast, we're missing a couple of important carry-on regulars, like Niff Williams. And he's a big miss as well, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he was busy writing the screenplays for the Kniff Williams show. He was, yeah, so he couldn't do, because um, they wanted him to play the professor role, didn't they? And he couldn't do it because he was he was working on his own TV show. And then they apparently they offered him the, the, the part of Tonka, and he didn't take that because it wasn't big enough. Mm, yeah, he likes her. No, nothing? No, nothing? No, nothing. It's also missing Barbara Windsor and Hattie Jakes. Again, core members that, when they're really not in these movies, you really feel it, don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugg was originally supposed to be played by Jim Dale, but Dale, who at this point had been the romantic lead, or even a comedic lead of a number of carry-on films, he wasn't impressed by the grunting character of Ugg, so he didn't want to appear. Yeah, apparently um, IMDb says that he didn't like the limitations of the character. But, I mean, he's playing a Jungle Boy in a carry-on movie. What does he expect? I think it's, he didn't want to play a Jungle Boy in a carry-on movie. It's not worse than things he's done before. I carry know, on. Like, like it's been the romantic romantic and the comedic lead in a number of them up to that point. So he was moving into the like top position for the carry on films. He was the youngest member of the cast. So I guess he felt this was like pointless for him, especially as he was moving into the theatre with a Lawrence Olivier's company. 
I suppose, yeah. Yeah, how did that work out for him? Pretty well. He went on to win uh, Tony on Broadway. Uh, he did a number of shows on Broadway. He also is the voice of the Harry Potter book in the USA. Ah, yeah, you know, I wasn't being sarcastic. I just, just genuinely asking. I thought you were being sarcastic. No, he he's won yeah. a number of awards at, in the theatre, which is where his thing is now. I don't know he's did, remembered he did, for Carry On, though, isn't he? He is. He did a one-man show as well for a while, which also won awards, I believe. Oh, so I'm guessing not yes, playing the Jungle Boy helped. Yeah, I'm guessing it did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was the eighth most popular film in the UK in 1970. God, those 70s must have been grim, eh? What was going on then? Yeah, right. What was 9, nine and 10? <laughs> I bet they were Carry On movies as well. <laughs> The way they were churning them out, it wouldn't surprise me if there was two in the same year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, wasn't the, wasn't the early seventies the time of lots of strikes and power cuts and stuff going on in England at that time? Yeah, you think maybe it just cheered them up? It's a bit of relief, isn't it? A bit of light relief. Yeah, a bit of quick relief. You're right. <sighs> the plot, such as it is. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it out, Colin. <clears throat> A British professor and his safari find cannibals and a tribe of wild women looking for mates. Mates? Yeah, buddies. Pals. Friends, pals. Comprende. Okay. Comprende? What's a comprende? It's like what? a very Spanish prom. <laughs> I don't know what I meant. I was thinking I'd take out one of them today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hungry now. You fancy a bit of prawn? Yeah. The film is clearly a parody of the Tarzan stories and Hammer's Cave Girl series. Yeah, apparently they wanted to call it Carry On Tarzan, but they couldn't get the get the rights. Yeah. I don't I don't think Peter Rogers' wallet opened that far, to be honest. <laughs> I imagine he even attempted to open it. He's just taking <laughs> out the pennies from his little purse, covered in <laughs> dust and cobwebs. I'm, sh- I'm sure he had one of those, you know, those big jars that, that you used to have as a kid when you put <laughs> all your pennies in. <laughs> I'm sure he had one of those knocking around. Do you think that was payday on a Carry On film? You just bring that <laughs> out and you just, you just stand with the cap, cap hands. Get in line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. He's a one, two, three. <laughs> three? Well, you're being generous. <laughs> well, it was the 70s. They had half pence, didn't they? So mm. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, before we get into the film, let's listen to the trailer. What up, Sir Davey? What do those drums say? They say... Boom, diddy, boom, diddy, boom, boom, boom. Yes, they're at it again. Those crazy carry-on characters are running <laughs> amuck all over Africa. What is it? Why have we stopped? See all that? Elephant. Well, I didn't think it was ours. It's a riotous carry-on up the jungle, where the big game for the great white hunters is hands, knees, and bumps of daisy. Evelyn. Peter Rogers and Gerald Thomas guarantee the funniest safari that has ever been disorganized. Excuse me. <laughs> In Carry On Up the Jungle. With Frankie Howard as Inigo Tinkle. Sidney James as Bill Boozy. Joan Sims as Lady Evelyn Bagley. I never get tired of listening to the strange noises. <laughs> Must you do that always? You what? Emit air in a disgusting fashion. Better than sneaking it out in other ways, isn't it? Kenneth Connor as Claude Chumley. <laughs> Terry Scott as Jungle Boy. <laughs> Charles Hawtrey as the Mighty Tonka. Water! God, it's the one. Bernard Breslau as Upsa Daisy. Did I get him? No, boss. You aim good, but him in the wrong place. And introducing... Kiss. Jackie Piper as Pretty Miss Jane. Kiss. <laughs> it's eyes down and look in for the noshers. Because, bingo, they're frying tonight. Do they just... Drop us into boiling water. Oh, no. Nothing as barbaric as that. They just drain all the blood out of us first. That's all we need. Kosher noshers. 
it's out of the frying pan into the fire of desire for the man-hungry lovey-doveys. They will do. Untie them. Behold, your mates. I'm here. Who chose that lot? Carry on up the jungle, if you can. And if you can't, then... Ah, so that was a fun trailer. But he told you everything you needed to know, didn't it? Yeah, there's lots of... Well, you, you, don't, you don't get the visual gags, but a lot, a lot of audio. But you get the... That's all you need. All you need. Oh, that is. That's all you need in any carry-on movie, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we begin the film with uh, the rank organisation Gong. Yeah, it's a rank movie. It is indeed. You know, I'll say that every time we do one. You will. Mm-hmm. And very crazy jungle sounds with sort of a tune going on. I mean... It's a bit of a mess, right? It's one of the worst I've ever heard. I think we could do this ourselves. A few pots and pans and... I, I pity the poor listeners because I'm going to put it on the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> In fact, it may even be, be playing background right now. Right now. Well, I, 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 as long as they download it, they've downloaded it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. They Money. switch off at that point. It doesn't Money. matter. Money's in the slot. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Said the vicar to the nun. All right. Yeah. So it's it's terrible music, and now of course we get a shot of a jungle, sort of a jungle, kind of a jungle. I guess it's a jungle. It's a lot of plastic plants. Let's be honest. It's 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 jungleish. You know, it's they, 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 they yeah. Didn't apparently they went they just went out and bought a load of uh, plastic potted plants, didn't they? And they kept melting in the heat of the <laughs> studio lights. You couldn't make that up, could you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get the lyric in the music: "Umpa umpa, stick it up your jumper." Classic. I think we used to sing that at school, didn't we? I believe you did all the time. <laughs> yeah, but what was I sticking up there? Let's not go into that. It's <laughs> <laughs> all within the limits of criminal prosecution. <laughs> you know, they've never caught me yet. So we have bright coloured blocks around the credits. Mm-hmm. With uh, alternative titles, don't we? Yeah, we do. We do. Would you like me to? Would you like me to say what they are? Go on then, go for it. You, you, you obviously haven't written them down, have you? No. 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 We get uh, we get the title, Carrying Up the Jungle, and then it, or The African's Queens. Not great, is it? It's not great. Oh, or no. Stop Beating Around around the Bush. Pretty good. Bush was, bushes were a thing in the 70s, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. Uh, <laughs> You're a Bush fan, are you? Um, <laughs> Love their music. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, and the last one is, or oh, the one that I like the most is, show me your waterhole and I'll show you mine. Excellent. Apparently there were alternatives that they didn't use. Would you like to know what some of those are? No. All right. No, go cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they, they considered using the Lust Continent. I kind of like that one. Or uh, another one was... Don't shoot till you see the whites of the thighs. I'm not keen on that one. That's no, a it's a long. bit, it's a bit much, isn't Especially it? Especially if you stick the carry-on bit in front of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't, can't see that one working. No. But, um, no. Mm. So we open up and on the old bird watching, watching deity, Professor Inigo Tinkle, Frankie Howard, is giving a talk about his last expedition. And as he begins, we then go into a flashback to the events, and the whole film is a flashback. It is, but the first thing that popped into my head when I saw this, that particularly this lecture, was is very reminiscent of, of the other Carry On movie that we did, Carry On Behind. That, that opened the same way, didn't it? Yes, it did, and I felt the same thing too, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. great minds. Yeah. So now we're in the jungle, <laughs> and the character we meet is Upsidesy, played by Bernard Reslaw. All right, all right, let's get this out the way. The way. Mm-hmm. Bernard is blacking up. That's the only way that you can put it, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which is, it, <clears throat> I'm not saying it's fine. It, it's never fine, but it, it kind of draws attention to it even more because all the other natives are actually persons of color. Yeah, around yeah. him. Yeah, and I believe he learned Swahili for this film, which was <laughs> completely pointless because all the other actors. Places were from the Caribbean. Caribbean didn't speak a word of sort of silly. Yeah, apparently they, they just looked at him blankly, didn't they? <laughs> they yeah, didn't have they... a clue what he was talking about. <laughs> no, 
No. Apparently Sid James was impressed though, wasn't he? That's right, because he was born in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, but, yeah, um, and he also does a comedy accent too. Yeah, I think he's kind of doing... It's like a Jamaican accent that he's doing, isn't it? <laughs> it travels the globe. It, it, it is quite strange when you think about the fact that, I mean, Bernard Breslau was the most, one of the most intelligent people in the whole cast, really, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He was very, very learned and one of the few people that actually got along with Kenneth Williams. Right. But I guess it's his size that made him always play the slightly. Yeah, he was either the heavy or the dumbo, wasn't he, basically? Yeah. 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 So it's not a it's not a great character, even though for most of the film it appears to be he's more intelligent than everybody else, you know. Well, at the, least clued in to what's going on. That is the whole thing with with the natives, though. They kind of look at the, all the white people, don't they? Like you know, you, these guys are all nuts. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Still, as you said, doesn't excuse it though. Doesn't no. So the group have to make a detour because of elephant droppings. Because that means there's elephants and it's too dangerous to go across. So we meet Bill Boozy. He's a safari leader. And he suggests they make camp. He does. He does. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't mean he puts a dress on or anything like that. I mean, they put up tents. <laughs> no, that's later, isn't it? When yeah, uh, right. Charles Hawtrey turns up. That's right. <laughs> so we meet Lady Bagley, played by Joan Sims, and her assistant, June. Mm-hmm. And you Claude need- Chomley, who is the photographer. I thought we'd lost you again then. No, for a no, 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 I'm still here. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Uh, Lady Bagley wants a handkerchief to protect her from the smell of the elephant dung. Chumley says she's dropped one. I beg <laughs> your pardon? But Chumley picks up a fallen handkerchief. It's a good gag. There are some great lines in this opening. Yeah, I mean, there's not many good gags. I mean, we're kind of jumping the gun towards the end, but there aren't a lot of good gags in this one, is there? Right, right. They're not as fast as Furious as the no. earlier films. No. For some reason, to quote the title of another series of films, has got nothing to do with Carry On. <laughs> the Faster the Furious. Oh, just, like fast- <laughs> just like the Faster the Furious. <laughs> There's going to be some very disappointed people out there. <laughs> Where's <So>. The Rock? <laughs> Kenneth Williams is a cop who teams with a... <laughs> Are we gonna are we gonna recast it? No, no. <laughs> but that, I'd watch it. Absolutely, and I'll tell you what I can see Sid James in that Jason Stratham role. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. perfect for it. Yeah. yeah. So Professor Tinkle is very uppity, and Bill Boozy, the safari group leader, trips him up into the elephant poop, and we get an early indication that there's a class distinction between the professor and Boozy. There's a lot of that in this, isn't there? There's a lot of class jokes and. There is, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're a mm-hmm. little on the nose. On the nose. <laughs> yeah, to touch. Compared to, to a yeah, carry-on film, film a little more subtle about it and sophisticated. <laughs> this one's like a shovel in the face. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> well, once the camp has been set up, June asks Boozy if her ladyship can take a shower. He tells Upsa-Daisy to prepare it. And mm-hmm. as Lady Bagley exits her tent in her bathing gown, Boozy makes... Uh, Sid James noise. Whoa. Wow. Go Sid James then. <laughs> Did you like that? It was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you think that's what his ghost roast would instead of like boo? I, I would hope so. You would. I'd be disappointed if he didn't. You would, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she... It's like Kenneth Williams' ghost. You, you'd be disappointed if it wasn't. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was that was like someone who just had a cold thermometer inserted. <laughs> I'm sure he did many a time. Yeah, probably. She yeah. enters a hot hot ladies and is chased out. Stout. Hey. Well, a gorilla. Well, it's gorilla-ish. Yeah, a gorilla-ish in the jungle-ish. So, it fits perfectly then, doesn't it? Because it's, it's a very bad gorilla suit, and it's all speeded up. It is speeded up, yeah. I mean, I can take, you can take it in a, in a carry-on movie, though, can't you? Um, that was a gag. Oh, <laughs> oh trust me, I know it wasn't. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> was that one we took back? So, Boozy takes a shot. 
misses and knocks Chumbly's hat off. Yes. Yeah. Across the jungle, Ugg, the jungle boy, Terry Scott, sucking his gut in dramatically. <laughs> He's a fine figure of a man, isn't he? <laughs> Only in certain shots. Yeah, the the um, the amount of um, the amount of technique it must have taken to hold that guy in for as much as he did. Yeah, a lot of training, stunt work. Mm-hmm. Right, it was mm-hmm. a stunt gut. He's a what? Stunt gut. Stunt gut. All right. <laughs> try say, try saying that when you've had a few. <laughs> so he hears the gunshots. He swings from his treehouse and collides with a tree. And throughout the film, we get different comedic ways that Ox screws up his vine swinging. Yes, and uh, I'm pretty sure that um, Jaws of the Jungle ripped this off a few years later. Jaws in the jungle. Jaws, Jaws in the jungle. Jaws in the jungle. Oh, that would be amazing, <laughs> wouldn't it? Big shark swinging in the tree. <laughs> That'd be a brilliant film. I'd hate to see that one. Da, 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 da. It's just swinging through. Oh no, you'd hear like you'd see like vines and leaves just rustle slightly as the music was going. Da, da. No one would know. And then you'd see like a fin above a bush just moving around. <laughs> Right? Yeah, excellent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cage, cage goes in the jungle. Yeah. Uh, jungle. Shark in the jungle. <laughs> I like it. Write it, along I with will. all the other films that you're writing. Okay. But the safari makes their way through the trees, and we see stock footage of a lion. Boozy shoots, but misses. Did I get him? No. You aim good, but he in the wrong place, says he's up, says he. Lady Bagley. Attempts her shower. Oh, is this a shower? Oh, right, okay. In his tent, Professor Tinkle is complaining about not seeing any birds. Meanwhile, his photographer Chumley is peeping at Lady Bagley as she has a shower. That's right, and there's a terrible gag. Um, He says, you don't find uh, golden crested tits in Africa. The occasional black one, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And you go, oh. There's a, lot, there's a lot of sign in this movie, isn't there? Yeah, yeah more than usual. Mm-hmm. Professor mm-hmm. Tinkle Tinkle says that Chumley is fixed, fixed something, so he has a look. Upon seeing Lady Bagley, he sends Chumley out to go and search for real birds. Meanwhile, mm. he tries to find something to take to Lady Bagley as a romantic gift, but all he finds is a bottle of ointment that removes stiffness. Well, that'll do the job, he says, and takes a swig. <laughs> now, have you used this? I've mean, used what the ointment. Yes, I didn't know it existed. You should look into it. I, I will. <laughs> <laughs> no. but, you know, you're getting old. You know, you know it's the arthritis. <clears throat> oh, I see where you're going with this. Okay. Anyway, Chumley has climbed a tree <laughs> overlooking Lady Bagley's shower, or rather, Joan Sims' body double. Yeah, she 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 does uh, waver a lot in this movie, doesn't she? From uh, scene to scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boozy returns to the camp without a kill. One of the natives with him has fainted, and Boozy suggests opening a can of corned beef. Yes, and um, what what's the significance of the corned beef again? Uh, Boozy is not the hunter he pretends to be, so all the crates that are marked ammunition either contained canned food. Are bottles of booze. Ah, so he's using the corned beef as a substitute for not actually bagging anything. Up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't get that. Thank you for explaining it to me, Colin. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> you see, when you're getting just... baffled by a carry-on movie, it's, maybe it's time to stop. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you was just looking for some kind of racist angle about it. <laughs> and it really, it was totally innocent. Yeah, I was on the warpath. I was like, oh, this is this is getting my... Uh... Are you allowed to oh, say don't... warpath? Oh, I knew that. <laughs> I really did mean it like that. Boozy sees Lady Bagley showering, and we get a gag that's similar to the desk lamp in, in Come Behind, only this time it's time to shotgun that rises. Yes, it's shotgun gets an erection. Yeah, which makes more sense than a lamp doing it, really, because, you know, a gun fires off. Lamps don't tend to fire off. This is true, and um, I, I mean, a gun is more uh, <clears throat> phallic, isn't and, it? Well, you cock a gun. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you, don't, 
You don't cock a lamp unless you're really desperate. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, yeah. You're like, well, that, that pick a lamp is kind of sin a seg. <laughs> Ooh, look at her. <laughs> look, look at the bulbs. Look at the shade on that. Yeah, see? Ooh. All right, so now we've thrown the light on your personal issues. Oh, was that a pun? Oh. Oh. Just let We're it... not doing... Are we doing puns now? Have we sunk that low? <laughs> oh, we were we were there a long time ago. Oh, this, this doesn't bode well for season two, does it? <laughs> now, June approaches with fresh water, which Boozy takes from her. He goes to where Lady Bagley is showering and pours the water over, over her back. She does not know, know him and thinks it's June. June. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether this is creepy or Shakespearean in its idea of misidentity. I'd go creepy. Okay, let's go creepy. Oh, you're mm-hmm. already there. Meanwhile, Chumley's sitting on a branch with his binoculars watching, but doesn't realise he... a gorilla is approaching him. Uh, yes, he gets some company, doesn't he? The gorilla sits next to him. Mm-hmm. And and realise, everybody, that when we say gorilla, there are giant inverted commas around this gorilla term. <laughs> yeah, and those inverted commas get worse every time you see that gorilla, don't they? Yes, yes, they... yes. Mm-hmm. Down below, Lady Bagley asks for a towel, which Boozy fetches. But he looks over the canvas, down at her. Then he shrugs and throws the towel overhead and leaves. So here I'm baffled by a carry-on film. What's going on? Well, I'm guessing that she's not uh, she's not the lady that he he thought that she was up close. But he um, he go good tries it on with her later. But she's got clothes on then. Oh, that's that's the deal. Yeah, I think, I think, well, I mean, you think about it, you've been, you've been watching her from afar and all you've been getting a, a good look at is the body double. Right. When you see, when you actually see her up close and she's, you know, she's a bit more, uh, shall we say. Robust. <clears throat> robust. That's a good word. Yeah. Um, you know, he's like, I don't think so. But he's, you know, he's Sid. He'll, he'll take, you know, he'll have a go. Like, you know. Don't look at me like that. You can well, see me floundering. I just, I just think it's kind of demeaning to her. Not just oh, it as, is, absolutely. Not just but... as a character, but as an actress as well. But in this movie? Yes, really? Yes, what am yeah. I expecting? Okay. Mm. Up in the trees, Chumley unknowingly hands the binoculars to the gorilla. When he asks for them back, he realises, oh, it's not a man, and he faints falling off the tree. Yeah. There's <clears throat> not really a lot you could say about that, really, is there? No. Now it's yeah. night time, and, and Boo's opening a crate of drink. Mm-hmm. Lady Bagley approaches him. Bagley thanks him for saving her from the gorilla. Boozy now shows her what the gorilla would have done by hugging her from behind and reaching around her and squeezing her tightly in a move that can only be described as 70s BBC printer maneuver. <laughs> Very good. Thanks. <laughs> Well, I mean, let's face it. This was 1970s England. I would imagine there's a lot of that going on. Apparently there was. We're learning now. Mm, a lot of it going on now as well. That's true. Professor Tinkle walks over to them, disturbing them, and Boozy leaves. Now, Professor Tinkle badmouths Boozy to Lady Bagley, but it's actually making her more interested in him because Tinkley points out how common and rough Boozy is and is only after one thing. Mm-hmm. More class jokes. Yeah, yeah, she kind of likes that. But we also see that it's obvious the difference between Boozy and Tinkle not that great because, let's face it, he's only after one thing too. Yeah, even the, the strange thing about carry-on movies is that even when those characters are camp, they're still, um, they can still be playing those romantic leads, or they yeah. can still they can still be, you know, lusting after women as well as being camp, and and all the jokes that go along with being camp. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's seaside postcard camp. You know, it's not taken seriously. It's like, right. oh, it's it's that terrible 70s thing, isn't it, I think, of, oh, oh, they're all right because they're funny. Right, yeah, it makes them acceptable. Yeah. In the eyes yeah. of the audience at that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So as evening draws in, dinner is served. Boozy talks about how he killed the lion for dinner, which he didn't. The lion yeah. was with his, his mate. Very dangerous to disturb them when they're mating. Oh, do they charge? Oh, they do it for love. It's a good line. It is. Professor Tinkle talks about the rare birds he's seen. When a tarsum call shatters the night, uh, the professor asks, what, 
yeah. Ah, because he's drunk. No, the professor. <laughs> he <laughs> the is. Pro- yeah. Really. The professor <laughs> asks, "What? What is that?" Boozy says, "It's probably a hyena." And says, "Let's have some fun with it." He gives the call back. Ugh, hearing the response, excitedly returns his call. Then Boo- Boozy blows a. Which which confused dog? Well, it would, wouldn't it? Confuse anybody? Yeah, confused me. Lady... We spend a lot of time in this film being confused. Have you noticed? Yes. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't bode well either, does it? Not for us. <laughs> Lady Bagley reveals why she's on the safari. She is looking for her lost son. One morning, when they were out in the jungle, her husband was walking with her child. When they vanished, all that was found was her husband's wristwatch in a dead crocodile's mouth and an empty nappy. An empty nappy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And as she's talking, Ugg peers through the bushes and stirs at Lady Bagley's heaving chest. Now, is he looking at her chest because it doesn't match his own because he's never seen a woman before? Or is he remembering her chest? After all, he was her baby. I would go for the second choice because, let's face it, you say it doesn't resemble his own, but... <clears throat> it's close enough. Does, doesn't it? It's close <laughs> okay. enough, isn't it? All right, it's the info. Right. He has got some uh, some uh, moves going on, let's say. Right. He then makes his way back into the jungle. Unknown to anybody, some natives are also watching the dinner proceedings and they're kind of amused by them. Something slides up Lady Bagley's leg. Mm. She faces one of the men trying it on, and she's not bothered by this. She seems to be excited by it. Is it Tinkle? Yeah, there's a line, isn't there? Oh, what's up with her? I don't know, but it's rubbing her up the wrong way. Yeah, there is. Because at mm. first she thinks it's Tinkle, then she thinks it's Boozy, and she smiles at them. And then when she realises it might be Chumley, she, it horrifies her. She stands up and realises it's not any of them. It's a snake. She runs away screaming. So she she's she's definitely not interested in uh, Ken Connor's character at all, is she? Right. Right. Although they mm. don't have much interaction, so I'm not sure what's put her off. I, I'm thinking maybe it's because it's that class thing again. I mean, he's clearly the the poshest one out of out of all of them, isn't he? Okay. You got Sid, who, who's who's supposed to be working class, common. Right. You've got you've got Frankie's character, who's got, you know, pretensions of being upper middle class, right. but he's, he's obviously not. Right. I think Ken Ken Connor's character is the only one who is upper class, and she wants a bit of rough. Interesting observation. See, I can do serious uh, commentary on things. Yeah. Yeah. Carry on, movie. (laughs) Strange choice, but nice to hear. Next morning, we get a short sequence with Ugg swinging through a vine and then swinging back with the gorilla. Yeah, and it doesn't get any funnier, does it? No, it doesn't. A safari group make their way through the jungle, still watched by the natives. Professor And, and And watched by some stock footage of elephants. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. that doesn't match in low grading or anything. anything. It doesn't. Not it? Even in, 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 it's not even in a jungle. <laughs> yeah, they're surrounded by plants, and these elephants are running across open plains. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Professor Tinkle and Lady Bagley talk about snakes. She asks him what the green ones are called. He says, "Oh, those are vipers." She asks him what about the ones that swing left to right, and he says, "Oh, that's the windscreen viper." It's odd. I, I find that scene odd because a lot of carry-on films, the jokes are usually like boom, 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 boom. That one, there's the whole section of that scene is a build, to build up that one joke. It is, isn't it? It's all constructed for that joke. Yeah, which is... And it, it's not really that funny. I, I have to say, at this point in, in, in the film, um, it did occur to me that, that Joan Sims is giving a very good performance. I mean, she really, you really, she really sells it all. I think. Oh, okay. She, for me, she's she's up there with um, Sid in this movie. I think. Okay. I mean, Frankie's just doing Frankie. Just yeah, doesn't, yeah, yeah. Doesn't, yeah. No, no one else has got got decent roles to really, really do it with. No, you. I mean, there's not a lot to work with, is there? No. They hear drums, and the natives refuse to carry the supplies anymore because the drums belong to a fearsome tribe called. The nauseous. The nauseous. <laughs> they make camp. Boosie's opening another bottle. The drones finally cease. Chumley's going to do some bird spotting, and June finds a pond to swim in. She takes her dress off. 
It's an impressive set, this, isn't it? The, the, <laughs> the waterfall, not... Oh, God. I think mean it's an impressive set, you know. I was like, yeah, yeah, I like her. Oh. <laughs> it, it is the best set in the movie, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it the, is. The yeah. waterfall set. Yeah. Well, Although not... that, that sand looks a bit radioactive. It's very... <laughs> very orange isn't it yeah it's well it's, it's been sunny oh is that it right, yeah, okay. yeah yeah in a tree og observes her he swings on a vine to her but misses and lands in the water luckily june rescues him he doesn't mm-hmm. speak english just grunts june tries to teach him some basic words that's right she tries to teach him the difference between men and women then about swimming she takes more clothes off and gets into the pond og joins her I'm not saying she's easy, easy, but... <laughs> well, you know, she's a typical Victorian woman. I mean, she doesn't, you know, she does, probably repressed. doesn't... What? Repressed. Repressed. I thought you said breasts. <laughs> You're just like, ah, fixated. <clears throat> I did like when they she drew the diagrams in the sand. Mm-hmm. I thought that, that was quite funny, yeah? Yeah, that was funny. But it does pick up English quite quickly. He does. He's very good, isn't he? Yeah. For someone who's lived in the jungle since he was a baby. Absolutely. Chumley, still out bird birdwise, a fantastic nest high in a tree and climbs up. In the nest is a big feather. He excitedly removes it. Meanwhile, below, June and Og are rolling around in the sand and kissing. She tells him to come here at night and they will meet up. And she draws a moon, which for some reason he instantly understands that it's a moon and what it means. <laughs> Quite good. Mm-hmm. Chumley runs back to the camp with his feather, and it's apparently the tale of the fabled Uzulum bird. It's a real bird, apparently. Mm. Only a feather remains because because the bird has vanished up, up its backside, which is suggested by Boozy. Yes, and I, I didn't. Again, this was a gag that baffled me. I didn't. I didn't understand the whole disappearing up the backside gag. Wasn't it a phrase to disappear up your own backside? Yeah, but why is it relevant to the bird? Because there's only the tail feather left, so Sid James makes the joke that it's disappeared up its own backside. Well, it's not funny. Oh, That's well, why I didn't realise it was a joke. Oh, you laughed. <laughs> I laughed more at, at uh, Terry Scott saying, Here, night time, bang! Okay, okay. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. That's just you. Yeah. All you need. <laughs> Lady Bagley comes screaming through the jungle as a strange native poked a button with a spear. Mm-hmm. Then one of the safari natives arrives with a big spear sticking out of his back, and there's a note attached. If found, please return to Nosha tribe. <laughs> and doesn't um, Sid say he's dead? And uh, Frankie says, oh, I do hope it's nothing serious. <laughs> he does, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's also a better gag beforehand where um, when when uh, Joe Sims come, comes out complaining that she's been poked by a spear... Frankie Howard says, that, hey, oh, he's so mad, if only I had a gun. So Sid gives him one, and he snaps it over his knee. Yes. That's good. <laughs> that was a good one, yeah. yeah. And that scared the rest of the fairies, natives run away. Mm-hmm. So now night falls, and Og is preparing to meet June. Chumley... Justin is herpes, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's, he's what? Get it's dise- herpes. He can't get diseases. He's <laughs> not one to sleep with. He's adjusting his herpes. <laughs> yeah, we got herpes. What are we talking about? Not yet. No, he will have. It w- he, well, she is a Victorian woman, yeah. so... Well, that sounded... No. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant that it was quite prevalent at was that it? time. Is this research it? you've done? I, I, everyone knows that, don't they? I'm not sure about that. No, I, I remember... I know, I've got evidence. No, hang on. Wait, no, are you a time traveller? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you how I know this stuff. Right? right, just a little aside for the for the listeners. I remember um, quite a few years ago now. I was in um, I was in Blackpool at the Madame Tussauds. Oh, actually, it was Louis Tussauds. These the, the the Louis Tussauds. Is that like yeah. a, a, what, what the hell? Is that like their nephew? I think so. I think it was. That. And um, at the end of the uh, the the amazing you know experience, they had a. A uh, waxwork, um, um, how can I put it? A waxwork uh, exhibition of venereal disease. Really? Yes, and it was all wax um, doings. 
with various in various states of uh, disrepair. How is this entertaining for anybody? Kids were going through it with their families and everything. Okay. Oh look, mummy, look at that! <laughs> oh look, BD. One's bigger than the other. How did that happen? <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, thanks so, for that, Sorry. Yeah, and uh, I, re- I remember reading uh, a lot of the information about it, and 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 it talks about Victorian era and how uh, syphilis was uh, was quite prevalent back then. Victorian era venereal diseases are your specialist subject, I believe. Is yes, it, I'm you, good. You're going on mastermind. <laughs> And today we have Paul Wood from Reading, who will be doing venereal diseases of the Victorian <laughs> age. And your stat of a 10. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Can I pass on the venereal disease? Back to the movie. <laughs> Back to the movie. So they're all creeping out of the tents. Chumley leaves, uh, watched by Boozy, and he's, Chumley's going for a pee. Then Lady Bagley leaves. And June leaves to meet Ugg, but he's met by Boozy on the way. And she pretends that she's going to look for her clothes left by the pond. Boozy says he'll walk with her because it's not safe. In the jungle, she sees somebody moving among leaves and grabs a person. person. Turns out to be Lady Bag. At first, he's apologetic. But then he says he loves her and gets a little rapey. (laughs) Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So she refuses to let her go and... She pushes him away, and then thankfully Tinkle turns up and separates them and tells Chumway to go back to his tent. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, and then they have a chat, don't they? They do, yes. Meanwhile, June and Boosie reach the water, but there's no Ugg waiting and no clothes, so they go back to the camp. But Ugg was, was walking through the bushes, and now, now he's free. Mm-hmm. Back at the camp, Lady Bagley's flirting with Professor Tinkle. Yes. Uh, she, she's talking about how she'd uh, feel much better with a strong, fearless man sleeping beside her. To which Frankie says, "Oh, I agree, but where will we find one out here?" Nice. Mm. Boozy escorts June back to a tent. He tells Upsa Daisy to keep his eyes open, and then goes back to his own tent. Upsa Daisy instantly falls asleep. <laughs> and I did like um, when the, the, they were suggesting to each other that uh, he'd come and visit her in the night. And she said to him, oh, you'd have to be very circumspect. And he says, oh, I was as a baby. <laughs> nice. Again. Nice. Yeah. Yes. The gorilla sneaks into June's tent. Now she thinks it's Ugg. Yeah, a bit of bestiality coming on. Mm-hmm. Ugg mm-hmm. enters the camp and tries to find June's tent, but he mistakenly enters Lady Bagley's. And at first she thinks it's the professor. But then she turns on the light. She realizes it's not. But Kanish doesn't really mind. So, yeah, so we've got bestiality and incest going on in the same movie. We have indeed. Who knew? You don't see that. that, You don't see that that very often, do you? Nope. 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 I'm glad you said nope. (laughs) June turns the light on in her tent and sees the gorilla. She runs out screaming and she runs to Boozy's tent. He thinks it's his lucky night and she faints. Don't faint now. Faints later, he says. Yeah, wait till after. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Back at Lady Bagley's then, Ugg tries to leave while Lady Bagley's holding his underwear. They rip off and Ugg runs into the jungle. Lady Bagley luckily looks at her and reckon, reckon I have a clean, shiny, and modern 20-year-old safety pin. It is. It's a bit new, isn't it? Just a touch, yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in 1970, who was ever going to watch this more than once? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who was sitting there, sad enough to be watching it intently and go, ooh, that safety pin's never been in the jungle for 20 years. <laughs> Only a sad loser would say that. It would, Colin. Yeah. Ugg must be her long-lost baby boy, all grown up. Oh, no. She runs out after him, but she can't find him. Find him. Runs into Boozy's tent and, and faints. Yes. Unaware what's going on, Professor Tinkle gets out of bed and goes to Lady Bagley's tent. Chumley follows. Chumley is annoyed that Tinkle is with Lady Bagley and for some reason now thinks he can get it on with June and enters a tent. Mm. Yeah, it's all going on here, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, that sounded like uh, the kind of catchphrase slogan for a, tra- a trade for a 70s British British Ooh, it's all, <laughs> it's all going on here. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed my calling. I was born at the wrong era. You did, definitely. <laughs> Ten years earlier and I'd have been all right. Yeah. Tinkle gets into bed with Lady Bagley. He starts to caress her. And then notices, hmm, how hairy she is. 
When he puts the light on, he realizes it's a gorilla. Meanwhile, Chomlin discovers that he's not in bed with June, but he's really in bed with Vogue. They all scream and run out the tents. Now, this is classic British comedy, isn't it? It is. It's at its finest. Yeah. Did you notice when the gorilla came running out of the tent that they hadn't even bothered blacking his eyes up this time? No, I didn't. You, you can literally see just the normal skin underneath the mask around the actor's eyes. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they ran out of shoe polish. Wait, they were all using it, using it all up in a Breslau, weren't they? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's the second film I've seen recently with a person in a gorilla suit and they forgot to do the eyes. Oh, what was the other one? Oh, no, it went to gorilla. It was Batman and Robin. <laughs> 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 it's when Batman is going over Mr. Freeze end. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't do the black of his eyes underneath further enough down so you could see the white his skin and then when it cut back to it they'd done it so it must have been a later take they remembered to do it wait you watched batman and robin and that was the one thing that bothered you about the movie <laughs> that's right the rest of it was just uh, oscar winning wow best okay. batman film ever well that's something isn't it so the next morning the drums are sounding again and boozy wants to leave lady bagley wants to stay and find her son but mm-hmm. there are many noshes coming <laughs> Boozy has a plan to dig a ditch and cover it with leaves so the natives will fall in. As the Noshers approach the camp, Hog tries to stop them, but it's left out because he's now wearing moons frilly knickers. Yeah. And we get some we get some speeded up digging, don't we? We do, and they continue to dig in and they dig in, and then they stop when they've dug a really deep hole, only to realise that they're at the bottom of it and can't get out. They've mm-hmm. trapped themselves. And the hole is surrounded by the noshers. <laughs> oh, it's just every time you say it, it just makes me smile. <laughs> they are taken to the noshers' camp. A pot is boiling. They're going to be eaten. Boozy tries to convince that Professor Tinkle can perform magic. Should be let free. Fly later used in Return of the Jedi. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do, you think, do you think George was uh, a Carry On fan? Huge Carry On Up The Jungle fan in particular. I think Return of the Jedi is just a remake of Carry On Up The Jungle. Ooh, what, what, Kenneth Williams, C-3PO could be, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Although he's, he's not in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> well done. done. I thought I'd better say before you say it. Maybe, maybe you were thinking... You know, George Lucas was hoping that he'd been in Carry On Up the Jungle and decided to put him in Return of the Jedi. Well, I mean, you, you could argue that the whole C-3PO performance that Anthony Daniels does is uh, it's very Kenneth Williams-like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, what was um, what was Kenny Baker doing then? Uh, sort of rocking back. <laughs> yeah. That's about it, wasn't it? That's about it, right? Is that too soon? <laughs> <laughs> now you're thinking... Do I cut this out or do I not cut this out? <laughs> you said it. I'll leave it in. Tinkle's I've, met, po- I've, met the, I've met the guy who was an asshole. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Tinkle's, pocket, Tinkle's pocket clock sounds, and this impresses the natives. He's just about to free them, but Ugg comes swinging in and knocks over the pot. Ugg manages to rescue June, but nobody else. Mm-hmm. This upsets the natives, and they tie the others back up. Did they just boil us and eat us? Asks Lady Bailey. No, they'll drain all the blood out of us first. Oh, just what we need, says Professor Tinkle. Kosher noshers. Kosher noshers. <laughs> and I, you know, when we talk about certain lines are delivered a certain way, that they're not they're not particularly funny lines, but it's the delivery that makes them funny. Right. That's one of them, and Sid's very good at that because he has another one in a minute where the 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 guy comes out the the the, the guy with the, with the head dress on and he's got a big knife and he's sharpening it and Sid just says oh there he is the head chef yeah <laughs> and for some reason that just makes me laugh <laughs> <laughs> as they're being prepared a tribe of only women storm the camp and scare the natives away and the group yes. are led by leader Valerie Leon and they're called the lobby dubbies well they would be wouldn't they they would and when when she shoots the uh, the darts into uh, into the chief, Sid says double top. 
The men will be taken. At first, Booz and the others are horrified, but then they learn that they have been taken to mate with the women, and they quickly became less horrified. Now, these Amazonian women, they, they look very uh, very English, don't they? Yes, they, they don't look like they've been living in the jungle for very long. No, they're, they're, I mean, some of them are almost white, marble-esque white, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of sun, I don't think. No. But then again, when you maybe they've just been kept indoors all the time. We find out later because of oh, all the hard work that they've been yeah, involved maybe that's in. That's true. Yeah, never thought of mm. that. Yeah, good attention to detail by the film's producers. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, Peter Rogers was nothing if not uh, <clears throat> detailed. Yeah, the men are carried like kings <laughs> to the village. Lady Bagley is forced to help carry Boozy, and she's not impressed. It's explained, explained that no men in the village except for Tonka, the king. They bring him out. And up sits Tonka. It's Charles Hartree. Lady Bagley recognises him as a long-lost husband. Oh, God! It's the wife, says Tonka. <laughs> yeah, and that's another one of those lines that's just tossed off and it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. She's horrified that he's been here all those years with all those women. You would be, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. He explains what happens. Now... A flashback within a flashback. Mm, now this this is a questionable uh, few moments here as well, isn't it? It is. It turns out that he was captured by the Noshers while he was hunting butterflies. The butterfly mm. net is in a rifle case, which I do like. Then yes. he's rescued by the women of his tribe, and he's been there ever since. But what's your problem with the scene? It's just the dialogue. Um, again, he's he, he's talking to the kid, and he realizes that the kid's got a dirty nappy. And he says, oh, mumsy, wumsy, forgot to put you on the potty wotty, didn't didn't she, the stupid cow? Mm. And then he says, daddy's going to have to give mumsy, wumsy a smacksy, waxy round the chopsy, wopsies. That was all right in 1970, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, it is, it is how your wife talks to you. Yeah, but that's all right. Okay. <laughs> I'm a modern man. I could deal with it. All right. <laughs> Lady Buckley tells him that she's seen their son and she's upset and angry that he's never contacted her after all these years or even tried to find out what has happened to the son. He's been busy. Yeah. Meanwhile, June is teaching Oak to count. One, two, three, four, five, six. Sex, he says. No, six. Sex, says Oak, and picks her up. June, in one of the few times the series has broken the fourth wall, looks at the camera and wonders, will they ever get to seven? <laughs> I didn't mind that moment. It was all right. I, I kind of liked it too. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, June, she really brings the scene to life. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Back at the village, the men are being prepared for the mating ceremony. Each night, they get married and mate, and this happens every day, except they do get every other Sunday off. I'm not saying anything. But <laughs> we're unaware that Lady Bagley has set down new laws and that from now on Tonka has only one woman, her and nobody else. Boozy, Tink, Tink only are brought out. Tinkle sees that the villagers have a live fabled Ooslenbird, or mm-hmm. a very bad puppet of one at least. I, I told you, it's a real thing. Yeah. Okay. You're not buying it, are you? No. They're given the symbol of marriage, a ball and chain. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything about that. <laughs> Didn't think you would. I'm not Bernie. stupid. What are you talking about? <laughs> the new mates are revealed, and they are large, frightening women because Lady Bagley chose them. them. <laughs> and there's another great line as they pick them up and sling them over their shoulder. Frankie shouts, Oh, put me on the doll! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. June convinces Oak that they should attempt to rescue the others. They swing through the trees, but a branch snaps and they crash, knocking Ugg out. Leader enters Tonka, coming <laughs> back at the tribe's people, back at the forest huts. I don't know what to say. So. He's disintegrating. This whole, <laughs> yeah. this whole podcast is falling apart before my eyes. <laughs> Leader enters, enters and Lady Bagley starts and tells him that Tonka is no longer king. Since Lady Bagley has arrived, he's become useless. He's without fire. Lady Bagley says her husband has never been what you would call a fireball. Tonka responds, well, you shouldn't be such a good extinguisher. <laughs> Tonka is sent to join Boozy, Chumley and Tinkle, which sounds like a team of lawyers. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Could have been a spin-off. Yeah. 
and we'll be representing Paul today for those numerous crimes he did as a young youth. We'll be Boozy Chumley Tinkle. Are we talking about that incident again? Yeah, that incident again. Yeah, we don't. We we've discussed the incident before. We don't need to discuss it again. Okay. We don't need to put the people through that again. No. At this your, point, your disloyalty to me. Yes. At this point, the men are exhausted with all the mating. The men are too tired to continue. They decide to go on strike. Down tools, in the words of Boozy. Chumley's freaking out. I've come to the end of my tether. You're lucky, says Tinkle. I can't even find mine. <laughs> Again, this is more class stuff, isn't it? I think it's, well, strikes were probably a big thing in the 70s, unions and all that kind of stuff. Hmm, good point, yes. yes. Until until, until uh, old Maggie put a boot down on top of it all. Ah, political. We're doing political you? again, I know. Eh? Yeah, it's always political of 40 years ago. <laughs> well, 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 what's the title of the show, Colin? Um, two old men talk about shit. <laughs> it should be really, shouldn't it? <laughs> Load of old bollocks, <laughs> and that's just the two blokes presenting it. Don't worry. Uh, luckily, Upsy Daisy turns up in disguise as one of the women. He's brought help, some colonial soldiers, and when I almost said colonial warriors, a totally different I, film. <laughs> I was thinking then. I was thinking. But I'll stand like school. They, they, they turn up in this, do they? Yeah. That'll, be a, that'll be a turn up for the books, wouldn't it? it I'm would. pretty sure Glenn A. Larson would be straight on that phone, wouldn't they? Absolutely. <laughs> and when Boozy gives a signal, they all attack the camp and rescue them. So now the three men are lined up for a new mating ritual. Up above, Oggy's also ready to rescue them. He will call for animal friends. Boozy, Tinkle and Chumley, their new mates are revealed. Oh, this time, they are beautiful. And the three men quickly decide, oh, let's not give the signal. <laughs> Ugg gives a cry. For... That was very good. <laughs> Ugg gives a cry for his animals, which Upsa Daisy mistakes for the signal. The soldiers open fire. Boozy yells, no, no, what are you doing, you idiot? That wasn't the signal. They don't want to be rugby rest anymore. Ugg attracts a herd of elephants. A, a herd oh. of, of uh, stock footage elephants. Ah, oh, yes, of course. The best kind. Mm. Yes. Um, they're easy to train. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's also a callback to the beginning of the safari, the film. Because we saw elephants, you know, and they mentioned how dangerous they are. And that you can get you, trampled. What? Do you, do you think that's what they were going for? <laughs> a callback yes. to the beginning of the movie? The tale ends and we're back at the professor's talk. He reveals that he has the Uzalan bird. But when the cover is pulled back, it's revealed to be empty. The bird really has vanished up its own ass. Which again was lost on me until you explained it to me. Right. And the Uzalan bird will make a reappearance in one of the Christmas specials as they have Uzalan instead of turkey. Ooh, that's where it went then. Yeah. Meanwhile in suburbia, Og returns home to his house with June. He's dressed in a suit but not wearing shoes instead of going into the house. He climbs a tree house in the garden to find fine waiting for him with baby in her arms. And that's the end of Carry On Up the Jungle. Finally! (laughs) (laughs) If only the listeners knew the the things we've had to go through for this one. Yeah, right. And Mm. give me your opinion of Carry On Up the Jungle. It's crap. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you for listening. Bye. I mean, it's it's really cheap, isn't it? It's probably one of the cheapest Carry On movies they ever made. 200,000 quid, I think. Mm. And it just feels smaller than usual. The cast is smaller than usual. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Frankie's good in it, and and you know Sid's good, obviously. But there's, I mean, there's a massive, massive gaping hole, and it's Kenneth Williams for me. And that could have put that a lot better than that, couldn't it? <laughs> could, yeah, just a little, but that's fine. <laughs> but there is. I mean, any, you know, there's no Kenny. There's no. There's no um, Hattie. You, you feel it, don't you? Yeah. It loses something. And then there's the whole racial and overtones to it that just don't sit right, do they? It right. kind of makes you feel, ooh, uh, <laughs> this is not... Yeah. There's a few good lines, but it's nowhere near as witty as a lot of the other carry-on movies. I agree. It's a very flat Yes, couple. yes, yes. So, I think for me... With a certain amount of hesitancy, because you know I'm I'm a big fan of Carry On movies. Both are both love the series. Yeah, yeah. 
But I don't think we could include this because it's just not up to spec, I don't think. No. I think this is my least favourite carry carry on film. Really? Are you including Emmanuel and Columbus in that? I don't really include them. They're not really carry on films to, to me. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah, it's a conversation for another day, I guess. What, when we do Carry On Columbus? (laughs) On your own, (laughs) solo show. (laughs) I'll string it out over 50 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck editing it. Yeah, right. (laughs) If you had to defend the series to somebody who claimed that the films were just about sex and rudeness and lewdness, then then they'd not be a good one to want to use because it highlights some of the worst tropes of the series. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there is here, like, right? yeah, yeah, and like you said, there's some dubious racism. Although it does seem Upsa Daisy is the only sensible one in the group, it's still not great. Mm-hmm. There's some misogyny, but again, contradicting that, it's the female characters who are shown to be intelligent and in control. But it's still not, you know, the the scene with Charles Hartree is a little off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with you, Mrs. Kenneth Williams and Hattie Jakes, and I just don't think the jokes flow as well as early earlier ones. No, it, it's forced. And, and do you think that maybe some of that is because you've got such a big personality in Frankie Howard in there that that maybe they concentrated more on, on his role? It's possible. I mean, that was one of the reasons that they undenied about giving him the job was that they were worried that it was going to turn into the Frankie Howard show. Yeah, that he'd overpower it kind of. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I think... <sighs> The carry-on films never have big budgets, but they usually manage to make a little go a long way. You know, carry-on Cowboy, carry-on Cleo, carry on Cleo. In this I mean, look, one, at, look at the production values of something like Screaming. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But this one, oh, the small budget really affects the film because they're clearly their intent was far greater than what they could achieve. You know, it's clearly studio oh, fake trees. Well, go on. No, it was when you said when when the their intent. Uh, oh. Yeah, they they were intense, and then That's I realised what you were. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's some fake trees, the stock footage, that, that terrible gorilla costume, and the fake bird. I think if you're not want to spend the money, you really shouldn't try to write over yourself in the setting. No, you shouldn't. But again, I think maybe they they looked at it as a quick one. Yeah. You know. Don't we? we can... Also. <laughs> I was, uh, when I said it, I knew. I just knew. <laughs> I'm not sure, as I don't have any hard statistics. Ugh. But I feel like this is the carry-on film that is shown the most on British television. It is one of the ones that you, that turns up a lot. Yeah, like I yeah. feel like every day it was on, and that's a shame. Shame, but there are carry-on films that have that have a deep and more complex examination of class, gender, and history than this one. Yeah, I think I think between this one and perhaps maybe the 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 two seventies Doctor ones, those are the three that t- tend to turn yeah, up a lot. Right? Especially when we were kids, they were always on. Yes, it, felt, it yeah. felt like they were always on. It did. So for me, yeah, it's a miss. That was a good start to uh, the new series. Yeah, great! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so tune in next week. Can only get better. <laughs> oh, what, what are we doing you, next week? <laughs> she, she clearly, you've forgotten what we are doing. And so join us in our next episode of Retrospection, which will be our Halloween special, and we'll be looking at Jason X. Now, is it pronounced X or is it Jason 10? I think we should call it Jason 10. Jason 10? All right. Is that what people call it? No, but I think that's what we we should call it. Okay, we're just going to call it that to confuse people. Okay, good. That's what I like. We're doing Jason 10 10. in our our special spooky episode. Okay. Are you going to dress up for it? Uh, well, you you did it this week. <laughs> There's only so much pound of flesh I can see in a tutu before it starts to make me queasy. But I put this on specially for you, Colin. Yeah, I know, I know. You can take... No, don't take it off. I was going to say, all right, I, is, it, is it one of those one of those shows, is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's. So that's what we're doing. And, and you've seen this film before? Yes, I own this film. Okay. That doesn't mean I'll include it. No, 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 that's we, right. We've I, done I, movies that I've owned before and we haven't included them. Yeah, I've never seen this before. So oh, that'll be good for you. First time watch for me. Thank I you suggest you watch it more than once. Just to get the full flavour. Don't, don't tell me what to do, you know, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, that was biting, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel chastised now. Good, good, good. Uh, so, so, all the, you can send a message at retrospection at email.com. You can also find, find us at retrospection that twit twitting you could also also hit us on facebook and we also have a spotify playlist that has all the themes and songs from all the films and tv shows that we've reviewed over the previous series probably not carrying up the jungle i would think i'll find something good luck with that i, I, I did know, like when, when you said twitter then it came out to t- 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 twitter <laughs> <laughs> that's very good should I do it again? No, oh, no, leave that in. It's good. Uh, <laughs> technical problems. Don't let me alone. Yeah, yeah. So that's it from us. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Join us next week. We'll be doing this show with two cans on a piece of string. What's birds got to do? What? <laughs> you know a bird is a two can is a bird, right? Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Ornithologist. Oh, I'm, sure. I'm not surprised. I knew you were into birds. Who is that? Well, you know, that's not, that's, yeah, the generalization, 50% anticipation. Well, no, that's even not enough. So, <laughs> that's you the want the shovel? <laughs> <laughs> 17, 30, 30, 30, wait.